Hello, anybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound, number 24. One away from that ever so coveted <laughs> 25. I'm your host, Dieter, and with me as always is... Mike. And uh, we are some friends. Well, see, I always fuck that up, but we'll keep it in. We are friends. Just friends. Just anybody friends. says anything else, anybody says anything different, you send them to me. Which also sounds weird. So. <laughs> Which also sounds weird. But uh, we're friends and we like to read comic books. A few, well, we read some in common and we're like, hey, you know what we really like doing with these comic books is talking about them. So now we are, but we're recording it and then posting it on the internet for some reason. <laughs> for some reason? I don't know. I don't haven't know found one yet. Nobody's coming up to me yet and been like, hey, this is why you're doing this. So, uh. We, ha- we had think- one random listener. I'm not sure he's still around. Oh, listeners are... Yeah, but is that the reason why we're doing this for an audience? Just so people can listen. That's it. So the reason it's I talk to you, Dieter. <laughs> no, well, no. It's not why we talk uh, to you. It's why we post it on the oh, internet. Okay. I guess it is for people to listen, right? There's no right. there's no way around it. Is there it. any other reason why? We're not making money off of it. Is that a want? But you'd want people to listen to it so you could make money off of it, right? It's not like... Is that how it works? Or is it like... You gotta do it for the love of it first. I do it for the lulls. For the lulls. The <laughs> when, lulls or the LOLs? The LULs, Zs. When wallet ass Mitch writes in and goes, lulls. That's what I do it for. <laughs> even though I never even it. see those. <laughs> I've never seen a wallet ass Mitch insta tweet or whatever it's called in my life. Insta tweet. <laughs> That's why I take care of Instagram and Twitter. Oh, it's two different things. Why does somebody tell me? <laughs> Sound like an asshole all these years. It's hilarious. tweeting. But hey, we did get something out of this. We wouldn't have read Absolute Carnage if it wasn't for uh, Eric Carter. Yeah, that shit was dope. That was good shit. That was really yeah, good, good shit. Good times, good times. Speaking of good times, let's. <laughs> we're not going to find many today, so let's get right into it. Uh, the Tales from the Dark, dark Multiverse, the dull, number one. The Dull Multiverse? The, the, Tales from the Dull Multiverse, it sure is. Tales oh, from I the like Dark it. Multiverse, number one, Infinite Crisis. Written by James Tinian IV, pencils by A. A. Ron Lapersetti, inks by Matt Ryan. A. A. Ron. And colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr. You think that's like Rob Lee doing the letters? That's like the Rob Lee that did like those comics back, like Wildcats and all that stuff? Or that guy from, who's Rob Lee? Like back on Image Comics in the beginning? I don't know. I'm not sure who it was. 90s comics look him up he's that guy that drew Captain America with the giant titties wasn't it oh, no Rob Liefeld oh Rob Liefeld I was way off <laughs> yes <laughs> you're way off Rob I'm Liefeld sampled. is the one that most people don't like oh okay I was <laughs> yeah, but he anyway. also created uh, D- um, Deadpool oh he did yep yes he did good for him good, well, yeah, he wrote well, good on Spider-Man what? He, wrote on, he wrote on Spider-Man a lot yeah so anyway you wanted to talk about these covers, so we came up with a game of guess what's going to happen in the book that you've already read <laughs> based on <laughs> this cover. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But so you got this one's pretty cool, right? It's got like, well, you're looking at, you're like, is that Blue Beetle? He's got the Spider Man logo on his chest with <laughs> an eye in it. When you first looked at it, did you realize it was a Blue Beetle? I, mean, I didn't look at it that closely before we read it, but. No, I didn't. I just thought it was some guy. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even like put it together. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like, oh shit, there's Blue Beetle with the. <laughs> brother eye in his chest I gotta even put that together and then so Lee Weeks drew this right and Anderson did the colors Brad uh-huh. Anderson 
Mr. Anderson. But you see the uh, the signature on it? Do you normally have the colorist put their signature on it too? You don't, do you? I've seen it, yeah. Have you? Because I've seen Hi-Fi's like, signature on covers and stuff. Yes, but that's AI that's going to take over the world. You let it do whatever <laughs> it wants. <laughs> Once it starts doing its own colors, starts writing its, creating its own book, you just say, sure, go ahead. But I mean, because I was looking at this just now, like Lee Weeks, and in the bottom, if it looks like Anderson, uh, Brad Anderson decided to, let me get one more, I have to finish coloring this first. Then he comes over and just writes his name down, hoping Lee Weeks won't see it underneath well, Lee Weeks' name. That can only mean one thing, though. What? That Anderson's an AI colorist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's like the whole industry is being taken over. So, uh, this issue, you say you liked it. I did not like it. So I don't know if you just want to start there. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. Well, did you re- like how deep are you? Like, are you a super fan of uh, the Infinite Crisis? Well, that's just it. I didn't remember Infinite Crisis enough, but I like the whole concept of all of it. And I've, I've been reading um, the original cri- Infinite uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and so I'm seeing you know, the connections between the two because I never read them originally back in the day. So I'm reading it now, okay. and I, but I actually read Infinite Crisis years ago when we first started reading. Okay. And so, like, I, I remember little pieces of it, but it's it's much more. It connects a lot more reading the uh, original Infinite uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and now reading the at least the um, recap of Infinite Crisis because I don't remember nearly enough of it. Yeah, they do a pretty good recap. I I've read about it a lot. I think I read the series, mm-hmm. like just the main series, because I remember a lot of the stuff from it. But uh, I don't know. Just, just by the end of this one, like I think compared to the last one we read, which was the 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 Blackest Night, right? Mm-hmm. The the Green Lantern one, like that story was like fun and like it had you guessing and everything like that. Yeah. This one was like kind of straightforward, and this one like it literally boiled down to like Batman's Nolan quote of like. Either die the hero or live long <laughs> enough to see yourself become the villain. I didn't, t- I didn't realize that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> because like it's like he doesn't die, right? Mm-hmm. Like t- That's the whole thing. Blue Beetle doesn't die yeah. in this version. Then he basically becomes Maxwell Lord. And he just becomes Maxwell Lord, yeah. the like, thing he was like, trying to stop. and But he doesn't even get stopped. And he like, yeah, well, there's a lot of cool scenes in here. Like, I think... Uh, like, where is it? Like, I think towards the end when all the, everybody gets like, like just blasted by that kryptonite ray yes that was pretty awesome lois and uh clark the uh, then, superman uh, prime the original superman and original lois yeah and then superboy prime like <laughs> loses his shit like blasting with a heat ray <laughs> to get back at all oh, it's crazy he's like cradling the corpses and stuff it's pretty no that dope. page is all well that page i'm looking at right now the page where superboy uh kills uh, alexander luther yeah it's pretty it's, awesome it's super hardcore i like it a lot it's not quite as good as ryan stegman's in uh the absolute carnage, but it reminds me of it a little bit. Yeah, well, all that red. For yeah, sure. I guess it's all the red and everything, but it's also, you know, like the skull look and everything. It's pretty cool. And then because nobody can stop the Blue Beetle, like, uh, or what is it, Ted Cord, right? Yeah, Ted Cord. And uh, he ends up, like, assimilating with Brother Eye, who was, like, Batman's sentient, uh, you know, all-seeing Yeah, so did, did Brother Eye start with Infinite Crisis? Did what? No, I don't What's remember we... when Brother Eye came in. It's that whole OMAC thing and like yeah. how, yeah. Because we read it about it in um, Forever, it was it Forever Evil and all the New 52 stuff. Yeah, because there was even an OMAC book. Yeah. And it all, with that checkmate and all that stuff. 
And uh, see, like, when did Wonder Woman kill him? Uh, the guy, the Maxwell, Maxwell Lord. Lord, because he had mind control. What was that all from? Like, remember he was mind controlling Superman? Yeah. And she put the lasso on him and she was like, how do you stop it? <laughs> She's like, he's like, you have to kill me. So like she snaps his neck like on live. It's like, on did TV, we read that or was that beforehand? That's before. That was a while ago, was Yeah. That was like, yeah, that's what I was saying. When did all that happen? I don't know. I don't remember, but I remember reading, seeing that page. And I remember that stuff, but. We're terrible at this. Yes, we are. We should have done some uh, uh, research before we did all this. Yeah, but who cares? That's for Fuck the it. listeners. The, yeah, you yeah, the us. listeners can do that, right? Exactly. We're just here to spark the conversation. We're not here <laughs> to flesh it out. So, but when Booster Gold takes a hot one to the chest by Brother I, Brother I assimilated a uh, Ted Cord. That's pretty dope too. According to Wikipedia, here is during uh Infinite Crisis. Oh, it must have been like <clears throat> after he kills Blue Beetle and everything, and then like they find out because they have to find out about him at some point, right, to stop it all. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that must how must yeah, be Omega, how it ended. Might be on the Omega Project 2005, so right around the same time as Infinite Crisis. So yeah, so I, I guess at the end where you're like, you know, the death of Ted Cord and Maxwell Lord that. They sound awfully the same, you know, like mm-hmm. their deaths to like save basically all of humanity was kind of <laughs> like, you could look at it like, well, that was pretty dark and stuff back then. But then you're like, well, in this, through this light of it, where like everything fails, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is, I guess like that guy had to die one life to save 7 billion. Those are odds I can live with. Like that kind of thing. The, the funny part about these dark universes, is the Justice League seems very easily taken over. And killed. And each one of these, every one of them dies very quickly. Whereas well, in the regular like, universe, it never, you know, it's nearly impossible to kill anybody. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, we have the best. That's the thing about our universe, mm-hmm. or their universe that they're in. You know, I say our universe, they're not here. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you seeing Superman and Batman? Uh, you suggested, like, drinking the last couple uh-huh. shows, and I just went straight to doing acid. So. <laughs> <laughs> straight to doing acid. I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> But awesome. I do know that uh, Power Girl's breasts, even in death, are <laughs> extremely perky. Yes, they have to be. That's 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 her power. Is the boob window? The boob window. <laughs> so with this whole thing, like like cyborgs, cyborg head couldn't even contain like his metal brain. It like <laughs> popped open and like flew out. But like that suit can contain. <laughs> Mammalian protrusions like no no other can. And, and, and that's just what Earth 2's um, Kara, Zor-El, right? So what what caused her to suddenly have that giant, those giant boobs, or the giant boob window in that universe? It was different than every other Kara. Is that like the one tiny thing that changes and changed her entire life? I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I was, st- I was st- still staring at her. You're still staring? <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Right, yeah. to, to get back to the story a bit, though, I've been reading the, uh, like I said, the, uh, Inf- Inf- the Crisis on Infinite Earths, and it's got that whole tower thing. I guess that's, you know, their yeah. symbol for the crisis. Have we seen that tower during Justice League's run? Is that in the yeah, background at all? It's there, right? Yeah, it showed up, it showed up during uh, Heavy Metal. Okay. Or, like, the road to metal. Like, that was the tuning fork that was calling. <laughs> they were using that to call the monitors or something. Okay, like so, they, so it is all part of this, all the same crisis and everything. I, I, was, I thought it was there. 
but I wasn't sure because I wasn't that familiar with these two stories again. So I'm curious, are they really leading up to a full-on crisis to restart everything, or not? Or is it just a huge tease? I think it's all just a tease. It's just to get you reading to come back well, next month. Well, they write the comments. Like, oh, they're read, going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they're a periodical. they got to come up with something every month, Mike. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. So I don't know, just because in one of the first Tales of Dark Multiverse, this Tempest Fuguenot guy said something about the Dark Crisis coming, but he hasn't mentioned it since. So it's almost like uh, Dan Didier read it. Afterwards, said, no, we're not doing that anymore. Please don't mention that shit anymore, guys. Or is it coming? Yeah. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that, though, that picture of the brother eye assimilated Blue Beetle mm-hmm. holding the dead booster gold of the giant like hole in his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Does it look like his thighs are like dislocated from his <laughs> hips as well. Well, he's dead. He, tore him, tore, he got torn to pieces, I guess. <clears throat> oh, maybe did he fall out of the sky? No, he just blasted him that one time in the chest. But just at the wide open eyes. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with his eyes rolled back. <laughs> Looks like the fakest death ever, like he's pretending it here. The art is really, really good in this whole book, too. Yeah. Like, it is fun to look at. The colors are really, like, really, like, vibrant on, like, every page. Like, even the darkest, like, craziest shit's happening but it's like all brightly colored and <laughs> you're right and it's great because you got uh, Shazam flying back there or Captain Marvel he looks like the original Shazam the way it's drawn I don't know if it was right. done on purpose but yeah I definitely liked it a lot The uh, a lot of times these issues you could tell the art is a bit lazy the faces are terrible and it's you know there's like no backgrounds or anything but here you've got enough backgrounds you got lots of characters flying around you know, tons of like panels. The, it's like done the, really well. The very beginning with like Tempest Fuguenot and then like all that recap, <clears throat> even all that like recap, everything that's going on there is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a long book too. Is it really only one artist? The Preston multiverse doing, like yeah. coming out of that sun totally looks like anal beads though. Coming out of like some kind of crazy fiery <laughs> gaping mm-hmm. butthole. But, <laughs> I don't know. That's Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar as well. I don't know. It, it, yeah, I was going to say that, but you can leave it. Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. In this panel, it looks like Booster Gold's hell feeling up on Wonder Woman's thigh. Like, I don't know what page Where? likes. So, uh, let's see what happens here. It's quite a few pages in. I guess it's... Uh, oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, he's like got his hand he's out. He's like, yeah, he's like just totally, and like she's touching his shoulder. And I think that's what adds to it. Kind of, kind of good, but I don't know. Overall, like I said, it was just kind of boring for me. It was definitely just, a little longer than it needed to be. It was a slow burn of his descent into yeah. like super villainy, where you knew it was coming. You were just like, "Come on, get on with it." I didn't think it was as clever as the last. I think it's just because I was comparing it to the last one. I liked the last one so much. I was like, maybe this series is the best thing DC's ever put out. And <laughs> gave my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I liked it more just because it was a recap of Infant Crisis. And from while I'm reading it, Crisis Infant Earth, with the stuff going on in Justice League, it all tied in well in terms of that. But it was definitely a little longer than it needed to be. Uh, yeah, speaking of longer than it needed to be, or even existing, <laughs> <laughs> Action Comics, number 1017, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Which, I mean, you could probably tell if you just read a couple panels. Uh, and then, God, if you just look at, like, one page of art, you're like, that's J.R.J.R. Look at the cover. John nice. Romita Jr., uh, Klaus Jansen, throwing some colors in there. And, uh, well, no, he's just inking stuff. Just he ain't inking. doing shit with colors, yeah. Brad Anderson's doing the colors, though. Wait, so 
Cloud, yeah, Klaus Jansen is doing the inkling, inking for uh, John Romita. So is Romita the doing inkling? all these lines, or does the inker have to <laughs> decided to throw those in there? Ooh, could you imagine where JRJR just draws like boxes and it's like really that <laughs> other guy? Like, Jansen's like, all right, I'll put all these stupid lines everywhere. It's, li- it's just lines everywhere. It's funny because I read something, a review on uh, Superman Earth One, not Earth One, uh, Year One, and someone's like, and someone's like, oh, <clears throat> I think it was even Tom King saying that uh, John Romita Jr. does the best rain scenes possible. I'm like, yeah, it's just so we could cover an entire page with lines. <laughs> it's not <laughs> rain. He just. <laughs> It just happens, like, like, he forces everybody to put that scene in, because there's lines everywhere. It is a style, though. Like, there is a art style where, like, everything is lines. But... Like, look at a... Uh, is it mostly uh, the shading? It, look like, at Frank Cho. Like, when he does... Is mm-hmm. that the guy that does those, like, the covers? Yeah. The variant covers with the... It's all black and white with just the lines. Is that Frank Cho he that does, does that? Lot, okay. He does a lot of the Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. and the one he was on Wonder Woman for a while. Yeah, yeah, yep. And it's just, like, everything's just, like, single lines. As like the dresses, he did a couple where it was like they were wearing dresses, and everything's like cross hatched. Just kind of like that, but it turned out really good. And then if you read Berserk at all, like that <laughs> manga, yeah, all that is that guy is one art. He just nothing but lines, but it's like beautiful. <laughs> so I don't know. It isn't. It is a style, and it can be done. But well, it, is it? There's cross hatching, and there's whatever this is. Is this considered cross hatching? That's know. what I mean. I don't know if he's trying to like do that same style. Or like if he's biting on that style or like what, but it's it just doesn't work. So yeah, I'm looking at the Frank Cho, some of the Frank Cho covers. You're talking about the guy that does all the. Uh, he does very voluptuous versions of their. I couldn't of, think of the word. The one where the Spider Woman and the uh, yeah cancel that he one. does that, but there's also look at more of his Harley Quinn variant covers. Yeah, yeah, and they're all like some of the black and white ones, aren't they? Like and the Wonder Woman as well. I think he did a bunch of Wonder Woman ones. Yeah, I just didn't notice the line. I don't remember the lines. I'm looking at them. I don't see the lots of lines that you're talking about. Oh, you're killing me here. I'm, I'm killing you. <clears throat> Do Frank Cho Wonder Woman variants? Yes. Yeah. It's not like no. John Romita Jr. has got them everywhere. Cut make some people, of this out, huh? No, we're make not people listen to shit. We're gonna make people listening to like taps and everything. All those little. <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard tab. You're talking about the uh, other black and white ones for the the, the ones you're supposed to color on yourself? Look at Harley Quinn number 11. Like that variant cover. That's exactly what I'm talking about. All right. It's coming up. Okay. The uh, cut, the, um, it's one of the ones that's supposed to be colored in. Yeah, but look at the way the rain. Is. No, that's. Oh no, I don't think you're supposed to color it. <laughs> no, like yeah, there's, style. there's, there was uh, the adult coloring book covers, variant covers. That's one. No, of them. because he did a bunch of these. I don't think you're supposed to color these ones in. That's like art by itself. But look at like everything's just done in like look mm-hmm. at the dress. The yeah. even the ooh hi-fi colored that issue. But uh, yeah, no, this is this is great looking. <clears throat> this is done really well. That's what I mean. Like it's it, part of the texture. But this is part of the texture of the chair and her. Her gloves, right, and everything. They look like the Joker, like everything, yeah. like every line's going like every which way, like on every piece of clothing, like a to- like oh no, it's yeah. I like that a lot. And the rain in the background, yeah, right, it's all done. You got you've got the rain in the background. It looks like water dropping dripping down. All random line, you know, almost random lines. Whereas you've got different angles for the texture and Joker's um, jacket and vest and whatnot, right? And the different layers of his clothes. <laughs> Whereas with John Romita Jr., it's all shading, but everything is shaded. I don't know, like Gorilla Grodd. Looks fine with all those lines because it's hair, yeah. and it works it also well. Looks but like on Wonder Woman's back, move. it's like what you know, what kind of disease does she have? 
I don't know. Oh, yeah. You're right. Terrible news. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just too much. And, and <clears throat> bagging on his art, most of it, I, most of it, I don't really mind. It's all his faces. They're pretty terrible. And this issue is mostly faces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at Leon. <laughs> like, what's wrong with him? This one, though, yeah, this issue was the classic, classic. Here's how. Here's what's going on. You have no idea how we got here. Two pages, like of the the Legion being like, "We're gonna beat your ass, Superman, unless you genuine surrender." Which I don't know if we're supposed to. What is gen? Like we'll know it when we see it. Obviously, what a terribly sincere gesture. Him wanting to surrender. Like what? Is he she's gonna cheat them. Does he have to like blow him or something? It's genuine <laughs> surrender. Like yeah. he has to like lay down and expose his belly like a dog. I don't know. <laughs> expose his belly. It's like genuine surrender. But this is but huge. Anyway. They destroyed a huge part of the city. It looks like, <laughs> and there was war. There's like tanks and shit here. This was a well. Do battle. you want to know how that happened, Mike? Because it's going to tell you. And that's what happens. Is like it come. It jumps mm. back to a day before, and then it gets you there. And then the book ends exactly where it began and no story happens nothing comes up and i don't even understand so basically it's like it cuts is it the same time in that issue where like leon was visiting for the first time yep i think okay, so 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 it's jumping back to that which who cares right so anyway <laughs> the invisible mafia and then is that the red cloud that shoots past the building or is i that don't think we know who's shooting past the building or did it already? Ha- did it happen in that issue? Is that how he left? Like I don't remember what happened in that. No, because the red cloud—that was the Naomi issue, wasn't it? When he chased down the red cloud. Oh yeah. So, but then he gets teleported to Gorilla City. Oh, and then and suddenly he gets, he's home. And then suddenly he's back. <laughs> and he starts writing an article. But the way this is done, I was like, they sent back like a fake Clark Kent because he's not talking to anybody. Exactly. Yep. I thought he's the same sweating thing. all nervously. Looks kind of dirty. His face is all elongated. Wider than it should be. <laughs> He's not acting like a human yeah. very much, but then it just turns out that like he's just really pissed off. He's right? really upset and focused, and something bad's happening. So then that's what he's saying. He says uh, if he if he doesn't, what did he say? Uh, <clears throat> um, Perry White says something about uh, if if he doesn't see the sunshine, you you know this is gonna be a problem. All right, basically, oh, something, yeah. Cool. Believe me, if that Kansas farm boy can't see the sunshine, there might not be any today. Is when uh, Jimmy Olsen finishes the sentence. It's basically something bad's happening. And then somebody texted out an explosion happening before it happened, or either this is like the slowest explosion that ever happened. <laughs> because yeah. that lady, like a couple, he's tacking away on his uh, keyboard, right? Tech, 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 tech. And uh, it says, she might be at the Ace Club. Trish Q, what's that? <laughs> what's at the Ace Club, Trish? Uh, according to this text, I think it just blew up. So somebody's like, dude, this place just blew up, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's a panel. Then there's another panel. And then Clark, like, looks like, you know, telescopic supervision or something. And he sees the explosion happening. Yeah. It's like, that's, I don't know. No, it's, the timing makes no sense. The, and I think that's mostly the artist, right? That does the layouts and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So it's just terrible time. And then we get, so... It's weird. So he goes voluntarily to like, oh, I guess he gets lured because that's what he ends up saying to Lois and stuff. But then he goes and he meets back up with the fire chief lady that they were, this was like from way, way back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They st- I remember this. but She's the one like, from the beginning of this run. Oh, okay. So yeah. The one you thought that might be the uh, the Red Cloud. Oh, the, <coughs> yeah, oh, it started the fires. 
Superman was starting fires, but it was really yep. the Invisible Mafia trying to like yep. smear his name, <laughs> a smear com- campaign against mm-hmm. uh, Superman. So, yeah, so they go to the club. He saves her and stuff, and then he goes to talk to Lois, who's like, the baseball cap's an odd choice, no? Yes, it's very weird. The soggy dollar. I don't know. Uh, I didn't even bother to look it up either. But right, And then we get some pretty classic Bendis uh, text right off the bat, right? <laughs> he says, uh, time, or he says, I was sent to Gorilla City, the usually friendly place. Is this the city of talking gorillas? <laughs> yes, of course. It's like, I mean. And, and then her stupid joke, there's no life, there's no life you can offer me that's ever going to make you feel, that, feel blase about that. It's kind of Bendis making fun of the comics in general. It's like, come on, we know what this is. I'm reading Superman with Gorilla. He goes visit Gorilla City. You don't have to make <laughs> fun of it. That's my, that's my complaint on King and Batman. I was always just like, he's just rubbing Batman's nose in it. Yeah. I mean, John, J.R. J.R., he drew a really small logo, too. You notice how small it is on this whole page? Like, even when he's folding his arms, like, yeah. you can see the entire logo. Yeah, it's pretty awful. That's that's some bad art. It's the uh, it's the Superman Returns logo. And then if you turn the page, like, look at his lips, like, in that top hand. Well, her, in the very first panel, the next one with the soggy dollar hat. Yep. Her top lip just looks like a mustache. <laughs> and then like his top mustache. lip in the next one looks really strange. Uh-huh. And then her mouth does like a 180 because like it's to- like her top lip's super fat now that it's hella thin on the bottom, like the the opposite of the first panel. And then her surprised look in that next panel where she's like, bah! like all her eyelids go away and like she looks like butthead. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. But I think, oh, I think he just a- spent his entire time on the final panel of Superman staring because I like that panel. His eyes and how pissed off he looks. Yeah, like the lines kind of work. The lines kind of work in this. Like, like he must have spent the entire week or whatever the month doing this one panel, and the rest of it he had to rush through. I don't know. So much so that you can look at the other panels on this same page and see how much they don't work. Yeah. Like look uh-huh. at that the Superman in the top right yeah. where he has like the lines for a must. He looks like a like he just drank some chocolate milk or something. <laughs> he read he read the all those articles on uh, Cavill's mustache being dis- right. <laughs> disappearing, and he subconsciously. And then is it raining? Is it raining outside? Like, I don't know. And then, like, even the one where they both say Luthor, which is like, what is the conclusion here? I don't know. I was trying to figure, I was really stuck on this. So, like, they end up talking, and uh, they're like, what does Leviathan and the Invisible Mafia have? Like, to give each other or something? Is that, like, Leviathan has accumulated wealth and power of all the spy organizations in the world. What does the highly volatile organized crime world of Metropolis have to offer Leviathan? Luthor. And then it's them fighting back from the beginning? Like, I don't understand what the... What happened? I don't know. Was Luthor blowing them all up? Yeah, remember in the very beginning? Like, they were about to fight for Metropolis? That's what I'm saying, is that they just figure out Luthor's the one blowing it all up? Which doesn't make sense, because Leviathan was the one destroying all the, the, the visible mafia. But decided not to. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's going, with, where they were going with this at all. It says that the Leviathan and the Invisible Mafia are at war. That's why yeah. Leviathan or Leviathan purposely like drew Superman to go to the club that blew up, or whoever was doing this. And then he's like, "Why would they be fighting for?" And then it's like, "Well, what does Leviathan wants Luthor?" And that's why they're fighting? Metropolis burned? Like, I don't understand what happened in that issue. Like, nothing happened, and then, like, you were supposed to, like, something big was supposed to happen, I feel. 
It, I don't know, it, so, it sounds like they're realizing Luther's the one that was doing all this drawing Superman out. Which makes no sense, either, because Luther's fighting Superman in Justice League. But That's the other thing, because all, all this has to take place before Justice League, because the uh, Legion of Doom disappeared. They got turned into a chair. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Hey! Hey! That's pretty shitty. Yeah, so I don't of- know. We'll to, hopefully we'll find out in the next issue. So I think of the things, talking about things that are pretty shitty. What do you think about this Suicide Squad? Tom Taylor. Tom the Comic Man Taylor. What do you mean, what do I think? Oh, this cover? Yeah. It looks cool. Or the, like, coming up. Yeah, I'm curious, because Tom Taylor has done a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I like to cease quite a bit, so. Yeah. Now, and this is, this is, um, uh, in continuity. What cracks me up though is uh, don't get attached because everybody knows Tom Taylor, <laughs> and he's he's already said he's gonna kill a bu- kill a bunch of them off to start. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> the tagline: "Don't get attached." <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like everybody knows what Tom Taylor does. He just likes killing everyone. Right. So they give him a Suicide Squad where he actually kills him. So hopefully, you know, it'll be interesting. I think he's there's. I've been seeing things where he has a large um uh, a large cast for the book, but mostly most likely just so he can kill a few of them off. Like, who's that girl in the middle? Harley Quinn. <laughs> and then middle bottom, middle, middle, middle. With the uh, oh. triangle glasses. I, got, I stopped looking nah, at you it. Stopped. That's no, the truth. No. Well, there's a couple of guys here. There's a zebra guy. There's uh, that girl in the middle. <laughs> They're probably both dead. Yeah. Well, they always have to do the obligatory, like, yeah. prove that it's real. So they have to kill off, like, that one person in the very beginning. And then you never see anyone die again for the whole series. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it never gets brought up again. And then whenever Poochie's not on the screen, they should be saying, where's Poochie? <laughs> where's the brain bombs? But uh, speaking of brain bombs, here's a comic book without any. John Constantine's Hellblazer. <laughs> Part one. Written by Simon Spurrier, art by Aaron Campbell, colors by Jordi Belair, and letters by... Oh, we don't care about letters, do we? Sure. Yeah, why not? Well, sometimes lettering is really great. Like, Why not? Because I cannot pronounce either of those no, names. there you go. So there. Okay, so... <laughs> Let, awesome. We don't talk about lettering enough, and lettering to, a lot, in a lot of the books does a great job of... Like the... Uh, was it Batman Superman? No. The uh, first time they got that... That uh, Commissioner Gordon got infected by... Batman yeah. Last. Well, they did all the little. Le- yeah. Little sometimes it can be brilliant. Other times it can be unnoticeable. And then sometimes it's like I get hung up on why they choose to make some mm-hmm. words darker than others. Oh yeah. Like, the, I the, dark, like, the dark, darkened words are really weird. Like I always thought it was like emphasized, but sometimes mm-hmm. it just really doesn't work. Yeah. So it's like, when do you decide to do a dark word versus like? Some that aren't. I don't know. And other times it actually confuses you, like in uh, Superman Year One, where they change the co- the boxes, of the colors of the boxes, and for de- depicting which characters are talking, and they actually yeah. got it wrong. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So, so I actually like this book, but I did learn something that uh, is troubling. I guess is I usually don't have like I can watch almost any any British program and not have like issue with understanding what they're saying uh-huh. but I, I cannot read a British accent to like save my life like when it's <laughs> written 
like as a British, I have, I have, I was tripping over words. Like I had to go back and read like some bubbles like over and over. You're like, what is it saying? Like I don't get it. Like I don't know. It was basically just the 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 change in dialect, so different the different words themselves, or not even you try to read it in that. Uh, it's more like the order of the uh-huh. words. Yeah, like yeah, it's the different words and like the order that they put some some of the words in. Like it just gets it's a hard it's like hard to read in a British accent. I guess like I don't know. Yeah, and I was or wondering like, how much of this is like actually done well, or how much it is is it an American trying to do an English uh, language, a British language, or I don't know, superior British. Like, yeah, like, yeah, is that is the chick like the the bouncer that he meets in front of the club? Is she like Irish too, or something? Oh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she has like a different accent altogether, and that's the other thing. It's like everybody, uh-huh. and it's like Constantine has one type of British accent. Then it's like they have the Cockney accents, and then you have like the, it's like everybody talks like in a different way, and they try to do it so you notice it, like because I guess you read it in your head, right, a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like it just—it was really difficult. But all in all, I actually kind of like this one, which uh, not for nothing because I'm not usually a huge magic yeah. <clears throat> book enjoyer. Which I know it'll this one will probably wear thin after a while because it'll be like, well, we have this spell, and this, well, it's a good thing I know this spell. <laughs> and then it's always like this Constantine. It's always like everything goes to shit, and he goes, well, guess what? <laughs> I actually did this a long time ago. And this is how it's going to end, right? So it's like, I don't know. I was really tricking you while you thought you were tricking me. It's like the bane of, <laughs> of this book, of Swamp. I'm trying to think of the detective with a C. Well, I can't think of his name. God damn. From the old TV shows? Clouseau what? or Columbo? Columbo, There's there Clouseau you go. He's Columbo, Columbo, right? He acts like an idiot the whole time. and then uh, <laughs> Well, I know. <clears throat> I knew from the very beginning who the killer was. Oh yeah, he always said uh, one more thing. Well, yeah, like, one more thing. He'd always turn like he'd always be like think they like he'd let the person think he got he got the best of yep. him. Like here's this, you dumbass cop, and he'd be like, oh, okay, and he'd be like walking away and goes, oh, just one more thing, <laughs> and then he like dropped the bomb. <laughs> exactly, and he, and he didn't he smoke, <laughs> or at least we yeah. had the uh, he had the same jacket, same guy. Yeah, he, he had it like yeah he did. Whoa, he what he is like. There you go. Constantine. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. But, uh... Simon Spurrier is British. He's a British comics writer and novelist, so... Okay, well, this one... So, I'm guessing it's mostly accurate. This one was weird. I guess the synopsis would be there's, like, a drug dealer who has his... The people that deal drugs for him in the park are being murdered by, like, these crazy angel things? Like, ghost things? Yeah, they're calling them angels, but... <clears throat> yeah, because they're glowy and they like come from heaven or whatever, yeah. or, like come from the sky. So in a park, so it, it, they're like murdering drug dealers. And then you meet Constantine, right? You get a little introduction to him, and then to hit what's soon to probably be his love interest slash sidekick, <laughs> right? Oh, it's not gonna be. She says she's not gonna fuck him. Yeah, Multiple well, times. That, how, that's gonna go back and forth. <laughs> no, though, right? I don't think so. How many jokes are gonna come out of that? Exactly. So, but he gets hired by that drug dealer to like look into. The ghosts that are in the park. The drug dealer is quite weird in and of itself, right? That guy is hella crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> but you you missed you didn't mention the whole point where he's using a a uh, severed arm to spin some intestines, <laughs> and so he uses oh, it as the yeah. uh, as the uh, spyglass you can see through and watch what's happening. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah, you should have. Yeah, okay. So I'm sorry. That's kind of messed. I don't know. I thought that was kind of twisted. 
It's like it's the witch's brew. Most, well, compared to what happens at the end of this book, that's hardly twisted. So. <laughs> okay. Everything, like even the, like the eviscerated dog in this uh-huh. panel, where you see the drug dealer, like with all the dead animals. That apartment must reek, by the way. <laughs> that apartment. He has a bunch. Of, yeah, yeah, it does have a bunch of eviscerated dead animals here, huh? That's probably like the meat that he's stirring with that mm-hmm. arm. Like, I mean, how do the neighbors not know? <laughs> so even that's pale in the comparison to like the bomb that it drops at the end of this. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they he hires Constantine to like check it out to try to like get rid of the ghosts, and uh, he goes to check it out, and it's like the whole uh, well, you gotta study. It is just like the Batman Bane thing. He's like, yeah, I gotta study it before I can fight it. Right, and uh, you just see more weird shit, like little gnomes popping. Like instead, of, like they said they skinned this guy, and then you saw like it looked like they breathed a bunch of mites into him. Like a bunch of little dudes mm-hmm. popped out of them, but then they all like just blew away. And uh, but then yeah, it makes this weird jump to the end, and they're having some kind of like crazy sex party with stab wound intercourse, right? Is that what he's talking about? Because they mentioned into the wounds like that. Yeah, he says when you just slide into the wounds like that, oh, it's like you're making love to the whole nation. And then it's like talking about how he's still erect. And he's like, whoa, you're so excited. Like, you still have a boner. He's like, well, that that never happens. Yeah. And it's like just, and then he's like, says like wipe off next time. I guess he still has like blood all over himself. And then whoever this guy is, but that's the guy that's leaving, right? Yeah. That was the guy with the bunny hat. And then like he's singing a song that I don't know. I don't get the connection. I But I guess that's supposed to be the, the hook. Mm-hmm. I'm more hooked on the stab wound intercourse thing, to tell you the truth. But so you took it that literally slides the wounds like that. You must be right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's a cannibal corpse song as well. I think so. It's like like an unfamiliar topic for me. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> or is that like stab or like yeah, chainsaw gut fuck so, something like that? What? That's another cannibal corpse song title. <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, so this book is pretty cool. I like it just from the mystery angle at first, but like I said, I, it'll probably the magic thing will wear on me. But I thought the shock value stuff was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the dead hand, like the the hand and the stirring yeah. of the meat, and like even that guy that has like all those like zits all over his face. Yeah, he, yeah. He said he was gonna help him, but he just fucked with his face, basically. Yeah, but it's a classic issue number one, right? Yeah first issue like first issue syndrome where it's either going to be really really good and then like everything after it kind of doesn't it pales in comparison or like i don't know what do you think but yeah no i thought it was kind of cool like i said the uh the guy with this the smallpox on his face so just a little pox spell you said revenge from all the romanian tarts i sold to the brothels up north i don't know it's just a little twisted but it's i haven't read enough uh constantine but this seems like exactly what constantine would do Right, he's he he acts like he doesn't care, but he does torture this guy for the rest of his life because he sold a bunch yeah. of girls to a brothel. Well, that's like he's the ultimate dick, right? Yeah. Everything I've ever read about him is like, yeah, mm-hmm. he acts like it's almost like he says like you think he's the guy that oh he doesn't care, but he does, but like really he doesn't, <laughs> and he's kind of always just screwing people mm-hmm. over left and right to get what he wants, and it's like I don't know, he's a, he's a good character, but I guess like uh, people. Don't really like him 
after like because nobody can write him like he was originally i guess that original hellblazer series yeah like ever since that ended like i guess he's never really been the same nobody's ever really written him the same mm-hmm. so i don't know how good this is do people like what's the word oh, on the internet exactly like, it. so and it was also interesting because he because <clears throat> i was i was i gotta admit i was a little lost what's going on because it's so crazy but then when he and, <clears throat> him and that kid go to the park to see what's going on, they see the the bumps in on the on the uh, bench, and they think this is going to be some all knowing uh, the you know the the guy that tells them everything that's going on, but it just ends up being this racist bum. Yeah, <laughs> cracks me up. <laughs> and then it causes his reaction like, oh shit, <laughs> this is awful. He's <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. So you know, he's just a metal racist. Are... This won't fix it. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, he thought he was going to help him, but yeah, the guy's just a, a scumbag. Speaking of things that are terrible, Mike, we only had three comic books to talk about this week. This is a four-color ultrasound first. Are we three-color ultrasound now? Three-color ultrasound. We've got to remove a color. <laughs> you got to remove a color. This sound, we now we're sounding like that racist bum. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, we just there wasn't a good enough selection, which I guess anybody would argue if anybody would actually argue with us. If anybody would uh, argue, we begged to argue. Over and over yeah, refused to. No, we just didn't. We didn't pick a fourth book because there was nothing like I said. The first two books we kind of just bagged on anyway. It was tough, slim pickings last week, but to fill the time that people are <laughs> also <laughs> <Bang> demanding, <for. laughs> we, just, we just can't get enough. Well, we can't. We pay for these hours. God damn it! We're gonna record on them. <laughs> That's just, we're gonna record anyway. Either that or dead air. I could just like put like an hour of dead air after every That's episode. Awesome. Well, we had a conversation one time. I forget what issue sparked it. it was with a it was a Justice League book, I think, where it was like Superman punched somebody incredibly hard, and we were like, "What's the hardest Superman's ever punched somebody?" Sorry, I'm getting nervous because I don't know what's coming. <laughs> so. Oh no! Oh, that was it. It was like, yeah. and I I made the the reference to like, there's got to be a top ten, like all all time punches or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And there is, but it doesn't go by like strength necessarily. It just goes by like uh, how cool it was or something like that. I couldn't really find like a top ten on that specific one, mm-hmm. but that led me down the rabbit hole of like internet top tens. Especially <laughs> there seems to be a lot of comic top tens. Like yeah, there one of them was like the top ten uh, Superman trades you must read before you die. And I was like that. I wanted to find the top ten like Superman to read after you die. <laughs> you couldn't find it. I couldn't find that list. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Make it one. Was, it, you should uh, do it. I'll have to experiment. It could be tough. Yeah. But uh, so I got kind of fed up with top tens <laughs> while I was going Where down this rabbit hole. This? All right. Well, okay. <laughs> I found a top ten we can discuss that I found that was a good discussion. Like, because uh, I was just trying to find one for a good discussion. Yeah. But then I like realized how shitty internet lists are and how opinionated they are. You just learning this? Well, I remembered. I guess. All right. <clears throat> But I did find, because I wanted to like kind of quiz you on something, I found an easy Superman trivia questions quiz. Ooh. And uh, there's there are a lot of them. And I'd say like I'd take some out, but they're written so like they, they work into the next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is, I'll see how many, and you have to get the, the answer that this quiz gives is the answer you have to give or you're not right. All right. <clears throat> okay. But this is an easy Superman trivia yeah. question. <laughs> We're gonna screw this one up, aren't I? I'm no good at well, this. Well, even the title could give you a hint. It's easy Superman trivia questions. 
which is a statement. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, who is a Superman? <laughs> Are you looking for Clark Kent? No, Superman is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. Oh, of course. Who created the character? <laughs> Did they create? Is it one person or is it uh, both of them? Well, Writer think? Jerry Siegel and artist Joe go. Schuster, Jerry high Siegel school students living in Cleveland, Ohio in 1933. <laughs> okay. They didn't even ask for the year, but they, that was included <laughs> in the answer. <laughs> they sold Superman. Oh, sorry? To whom? They sold Superman. To whom? Uh, National Comics? Detective Comics. Detective the future Comics. Future DC Comics. Hmm. See? You're not doing... This is easy Superman this is easy. trivia. Not DC Comics. When did they sell it to Detective Comics? T- 1939? Ooh, it says 1938. 1938. Sorry, 1938, yes. Okay. Ah, damn it. Superman debuted in what comics? Action so Comics, it- or just Action Action Comics number one. Cover dated June 1938. Oh, jeez. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten June. Okay. What is Superman's birth name? Kal-El. Oh, you got that one right. That was exactly how I was That's worried. That's all I was worried. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Where was he born? Where was he born? On Krypton? On the alien planet oh, Krypton. jeez. The alien planet Krypton. How did he get to Earth? How did he get to Earth on a spaceship after the planet blew up? His father put him in a rocket God and sent him it. to Earth. All right. Yeah, so you, not again. So who was his father? Who was his father? Jor-El? A scientist, a scientist. Jor-El? <laughs> oh, see? Yeah, it said Jor-El, a scientist. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm starting wow. at this. Uh, who discovered and adopted Superman as a baby? <laughs> Ma and Pa Kent. A Kansas farmer and his wife. Oh, doesn't even get the names. <laughs> Stupid me. <laughs> who is the child raised as? <laughs> Clark Kent. There you go. That was like what you expected the first exactly. <laughs> Didn't know know where this was going. Very early on, he started to display various what <laughs> powers, superhuman abilities. Superhuman abilities. Yeah, this is I'm terrible at this. I'm, yeah, you are. Like, who, where was this list? You met, this isn't a list. This is a what, Superman. Please. Yeah, this, I found it on a triviacountry.com. Oh my god. It was on like the fourth page of Google. <laughs> so uh, we got to finish these. So All right, still like ten more. Okay, Superman resolved to use his powers for the benefit of humanity through what? Through being a newspaper reporter. A secret Superman identity. Oh my God! Does it make any sense? Does no, it? not at all. <clears throat> okay. Superman resides and operates in what fictional city? I like how now they bring up all <laughs> fictional. <ones. laughs> Wait a minute, this this is fictional? Metropolis? Not the not the alien planet Krypton. That's no, of course not. That, that's not that's not fictional. Okay, so you said uh, Metropolis. Oh yeah, that's actually it's, is it the only answer? That's the only word in that answer. <laughs> oh As Clark Kent, what is his occupation? He's a reporter at the Daily mm. Planet, mm. the newspaper Daily Planet. You're getting there, but you screwed. It's a journalist. A journalist. For the Daily Planet, a Metropolis newspaper, a, a fictional city of Metropolis <laughs> newspaper. Who is Superman's love interest? Lana Lang. Uh, see, I, I'm glad you said that because the answer is generally it's Lois Lane. 
<laughs> generally slowest lane. That's awesome. <laughs> so, even in your wrong answer, I could be a dick and be like, well, you may think you're right. <laughs> you may think you're right. It's almost like no, but only generally. <laughs> Who is his arch enemy? Lex Luthor. Supervillain Lex Luthor. Oh, Mike. Supervillain. Yeah. Well, I guess he's a supervillain now, right? Yeah. He's got and powers now. And then, like, this is, I think, where the easy one comes in because this, he is typically a member of what league? <laughs> the Justice League? Yeah, there you go. What I, mean. <laughs> I don't know. Superman is a close ally of Batman and who? Wonder Woman. Yeah, right. There you go. Nice. What, what color is Superman's cape? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Red? Yes. With the yellow S? No, they didn't bring up the, <sighs> the yellow, no. When did this is weird? These last three, okay. <laughs> like okay, so it, it ends with like, what color is his cape? And then it goes straight into, when did sales of action comic and Superman decline from? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> when did they decline? From yeah. From. Yeah. Uh, because of uh, Captain Marvel. No, not because. Them. When Captain when, Marvel. Started when did the sales of action comics and Superman decline from? Nineteen fifty-two. Holy shit! From the fifties. From the fifties. There you go. I'd give that to you. And then it goes into when did it begin to rise again? <laughs> it rose in the nineties. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Oh, when they re- when they reset it all after the uh, crisis. And then this, and then the last. With Man of Steel. question. Anyway. Superman number seventy-five, November nineteen ninety-two, sold over six million copies. Making it what? The highest selling comic of all time? The best issue of a comic book of all time. That was the death of Superman. They didn't ask that? No. (laughs) Of course not. That's too obvious. For an an easy Superman trivia question, those are pretty hard for you. (laughs) It's really weird, yeah. Pretty bad. I mean, it sounded like you got a lot of them right, but not the way they were worded. (laughs) If it was on Jeopardy, you'd definitely get a fail. Good get a fail. Also didn't answer in the form of a question, did I? So, then, because like all the other top ten lists were like, uh, they were either like other podcasts, which don't exist, mm-hmm. made them. And uh, and by that I mean like no other podcast exists. <laughs> <laughs> no other podcast not, exists, no. Not like those ones don't exist anymore. It's never but, uh, Or they were like from... Uh, like comic book resources or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the comic book resource is the best website ever. And it's like, oh, they're so... T- they were so everyone I read kind of pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know. So I went to Quora. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah. Doesn't it like, like ask G's? Basically. It's yeah. just you ask a question and people like Reddit style like respond to it. Mm-hmm. But I found a... What are the? I I was hoping I could find like something with Superman that you could have an opinion on. I was gonna be like, I wanted to find a top ten list of Superman things that I was like, all right, uh, how many would you get right? Yep. But I couldn't really settle on one. That's why I ended up finding that trivia quiz because I was like, this is way <laughs> more fun. And they had like the t- I found the top ten strongest Superman punches of all time. Okay. And I don't know if you, but that one it was also it was very opinionated. Oh, of course. After I read through it all, and I was like, I don't, it just doesn't work for me. So I did find, uh, what are the top 10 strongest versions of Superman of all time? Because I was like, yeah, Superman, genuinely, if you go and look on uh, just Google shit for yep. like, you know, the strongest punches or something, they all kind of turn to like, who's the strongest? 
and it does come down to like Superman is obviously like the strongest in DC, arguably, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then it, I, I fell down the rabbit hole of like, does Superman have a limit to his power? Mm-hmm. Like, is there a cap? Is there like a time where, you know what I mean? Or is he infinitely strong? That's my first question to you mm-hmm. about Superman. You're asking me? Yeah. It depends on which version of Superman because it's changed over time. That's uh, that's what everybody says. Well, it has. But no, you would think there is... Well, no, there's never been a super... like. Well, the, there's times where Superman can move planets. Exactly. And there's other times where he could barely leap, leap tall buildings in a single bound, right? But that's just based... But he, he always has like potential for power growth, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, Is there a version of Superman where it's like, isn't every version of Superman like limitless power? Like, is it just does he choose to use it or does he have the? No, there are time. There are there have been times throughout the eighty years where he like he wouldn't be able to move planets. Right? He wasn't. He's just like a str- more more like just a really strong human. Very especially very early on. Because he wasn't developed yet, though, right? He still I mean, has the potential for power growth. That's what I'm saying. He always has the potential to grow stronger. Does that have a cap? Like, even when he was moving planets, could he have been stronger? Mm-hmm. That's what I think I found. And then, like, most people do say yes for some reason. <laughs> because, and then I found this one, it kind of ties into that at the end. But, well, he could do that until yeah. his solar flare and he shoots it and then becomes weak again. Right. So, the top 10 strongest versions of Superman of all time. You got any opinion on that? No. Do you even know, like, 10 versions 10 of Superman? 10 versions of Superman? I mean, there's the pre crisis, post crisis, New 52. And Rebirth. What are the versions? Okay, Talking so about like movies? So, what was the first one you said? The Pre-Crisis. Okay, like where did you Superman? put that guy? What's where up? You, where, you put, where are you putting that guy at? Where am I putting that guy top at? top 10. Yeah. I think it's pretty low down. Before I think before Crisis, he was pretty weak. Pre-Crisis, Silver Age Superman? Wait. Okay, just the... No, the original Superman was weak. Then he got really strong. And I think with after Crisis, he weakened again. So that was probably yeah. one of the more the stronger ones then. Because I was thinking I was putting them all into one before the pre-crisis. But if you're talking about like just immediately before, he might have been extremely strong. I haven't read much of that stuff. But I know right, very, what about your original strongest, one was weak. What about your strongest Superman of all time? Who do you got? I don't know. Okay, so well then this list might blow your fucking it's mind. It's gonna then. blow my mind. <laughs> if there's ten versions, I can't think of ten versions. Are, are, are we just talking about the comics? Yeah, oh, just right. comics. And this is this is really crazy too because it's like, what are the top ten versions? And this guy gives a list of twelve plus a bonus. So it's like thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's the thirteen <laughs> top strong, top ten strongest Supermans. Yeah, it's the thirteen. To- well, one of them is a, a thought, but uh, okay. there are he gives twelve definitive versions, versions. of Superman. And uh, where's the electric blue Superman? Dallas Nareen made this list. Oh, okay. His his uh, yeah, give him credit. What is his, his credentials are have read thousands of DC comic books, right? And on Quora, he has authored 1.7 thousand, an- so 1,700 answers. And then it says, like, this is the actual, like, way it's written. It says, author has 1.7K answers and 8.3 million answer views. And I was like, holy shit, oh this God. guy's looked at 8.3 million answers to things on here? He has to know hella shit. <laughs> And I like kind of settled on that thought. But, like I just moved on. Like that's amazing. Yeah. But then like I saw somebody else's profile and it said like they had like 18.7 million views. Okay. And I realized it it's, was talking about how many people have looked at their answers that they've written. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not how many <laughs> no, answers they've they viewed. 
That's awesome. I felt kind of dumb after that, but at first I was like, whoa. <laughs> Do you remember, guy, we're not talking about <laughs> downloads of our podcast. <laughs> the numbers for everything else is much larger than that. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just confused by those numbers. I haven't seen those. Right. So here you have to argue these then, that this guy doesn't... Some of these he doesn't really give good reasoning for, which cracks me up as well. Uh-huh. But we'll go through these All just right. for... <clears throat> just to eat up some time. Number 12, he said the Golden Age Superman. That was one you are talking about, right? Yeah. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. That is his... <laughs> That's it. That's all he gives. Okay. That's why <laughs> so he's the strongest? Number... He's the strongest or weakest? He's the weakest. Okay. In order, it says. Number 12. All right. Number 11. Superman the Animated Series. Okay. Yeah, he was pretty Likely weak. Or... Yeah, he said likely around 100,000 plus level strength. So I don't, what scale <laughs> is he using? Yeah, right? <laughs> likely around 100,000 plus. Oh, okay. What is he talking about? What scale is he using? <laughs> he didn't even like, give you a, a, an example of a scale. He didn't like, tell you. Like, this is off on it, the D&D first set, blah, blah, blah. No. Well, he kind of does touch on it again because he says likely around 100,000 plus level strength, but nowhere near the planetary level plus strength of other versions. Okay. So it, it goes from numbers into planets <laughs> okay. at some point as well. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's number 11. Number 10 is Ultraman. Oh, okay. That's counting that as a version of Superman, the Earth 3 evil Superman. Usually displayed as slightly below Superman's level. Which one, And when he says that, what Superman's he talking about? Golden Age? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. So, yeah, if he's if he's slightly he's slightly below the strongest Superman, then he's pretty darn strong. <laughs> it doesn't count. He says, not exactly sure if this is due to the fact his power source is usually kryptonite as opposed to solar radiation, or he's just generally portrayed as weaker. <laughs> okay. It's, so he's read thousands of comics, but... He didn't, like, you know, figure it out because Superman has to win, so that's why he's, quote, quote, Quote unquote yeah. portrayed weaker. It just, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, number nine, All Star Superman. All right. And this is probably a controversial placing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's going to do it anyway. Okay. He doesn't say up or down either. He just says, like, you know, owning to the fact, owing to the fact that Superman lifts 200 quintillion tons and Grant Morrison wrote him to be a Silver Age analog. But this version of Superman really does not stack up to the next. Okay. Stack up to the next two based on feats. Oh, he spelled two wrong. But feats, correct. Okay, anyway. So, number nine isn't as strong as eight and seven because they did more shit. So, it's like, what? Yeah, that's usually how lists work. What about uh, six through one? That's what I, this is how lists work, Mike. <laughs> so number eighty gives to the new fifty-two Superman. Okay. Because absolutely ridiculous strength, durability, and speed, but not enough feats to be considered on a post-crisis Superman levels. So the other guy doesn't stack up in feats. He said number nine didn't stack up in feats to the other ones, right? Uh huh. But then he says right away that this guy didn't have enough feats to be considered <laughs> as good as this next guy. It's like, <laughs> so it's just based on what they did. Okay. So he's like, well, All-Star Superman's book was only eight issues, so he's not as strong as the new Super or the new 52 Superman, who had a longer-running series. And so the number seven, which he already gave away, was post-crisis Superman. And he's the one that has reached planetary plus level strength. 
ridiculous durability and faster than light speed. Okay. Okay, yeah, there's still six more fucking there's Superman six strong. More. <laughs> so you going to get much and, stronger than that. Well, the best part is that number six, he starts citing like examples with like comic book pages, like from the ones he's talking about. So it's like he gets really serious into this. But <laughs> number six is the Kingdom Come Earth 22 Superman. Okay. Technically different versions of Superman, but for all intents and purposes, are the same. You know, the guy was able to tank a hit from Hercules. That sent Superman flying. Oh, take a hit. He literally typed tank. He wrote tank. Okay. So this I'm glad he was able to So he's so thorough hit. in his uh in his list, but not but he was he was too busy on the actual order that he didn't re um uh He said he read thousands okay. of comics. Didn't say he wrote thousands yeah, of could. comics. He's just yeah. So because he was able to like take a hit from from, from Hercules. fucking Hercules, that gets him number so six. So we're saying automatically Hercules is the strongest character? Okay. Stronger than Superman. Oh, there you go. Number five, Superman Red Sun. This version of Superman is massively faster. Can you put that adjective? <laughs> massively? <laughs> in front of faster. Yeah. Uh, massively so. faster Largely than light. Largely faster. <laughs> than light. All right. Not even than light. Massively faster than light. Okay. How's that happen? Red Sun, he was faster than light? What did he do? I don't remember. No, no, he was massively faster. Than okay, I'm going to write... Okay, I'm going to search massively faster than light. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, I don't know. With equally impressive reaction times. Okay. That's such a... But that makes him stronger? Wait, so say it again? It says that the Superman Red Sun, this version of Superman is massively faster than light and equally impressive reaction times. Because his reaction is faster than light? Yeah, but how does that make him strong? Yeah, I don't know. He's fat. He's fast. Strong meaning uh, powerful. Strong meaning... I don't know. And then Superboy Prime is number four. Does that count as Superman? Superboy Prime, Silver Age Kryptonian, who could tow multiple planets. That's the guy you were talking about. Yeah. That shows him with like a chain hooked up to a bunch of anal beads again. <laughs> you and your anal beads. Not that survive a, And survive a Guardian of the Universe exploding. Hmm. Okay. Number three, pre-crisis Silver Age Superman. That's the one that you were coming up with. Yeah. <clears throat> He, uh, Superman who came up with powers on the fly and could sneeze solar systems out of existence. <laughs> and he actually has like a picture of him like sneezing and like a planet's getting blown away. Oh, that's awesome. Back and in like, so the uh, fast, 60s and 70s when they were really nuts. <clears throat> he could fly so fast he travels outside the universe. So, but still, stronger than that. Superboy, Superman, strange visitor. <laughs> Do you know that one? No. Okay, neither do I. This has held back the death of the universe and was able to survive in space that even fifth dimensional imps could be killed. God, this guy's writing is terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so he could survive where Mixoplex couldn't. That makes well, I guess, yeah. Well, that's, pretty, that's pretty strong if he could survive more than Mixoplex. Yeah, so number two, 
Number two, you know, he gets back to actual strength here. But then number one is Superman Prime, a.k.a. Golden Superman. I thought he was weak. Then, okay. But, well, this is the thing. is like, although he lacks feats, which, like, he brought up to four other people were, like, the reason why they weren't higher on the list because they didn't have that many feats. <laughs> he spent 15,000 years in the sun, which should make him... was in at least theory, the strongest version of Superman. And that's where, like, I was like, it goes to, like, can Superman have a power limit? And so, yeah, if he just sits inside the sun for 15,000 years, does he constantly just keep charging and charging and charging? And then, like, he comes out 15,000 years later, like, stronger (laughs) than anybody? Uh Uh-huh. So, I don't know. But the bonus thought, the 13th one is, uh... Yeah, so he had the most powerful one, but I guess... This one is more powerful, but I guess it's not technically a Superman, so that's why. But have you ever heard of Thought Robot, a.k.a. Cosmic Armor Superman? No. No, I have not. Okay, well, he says not technically Superman, as he's an amalgamation of the consciousness of Superman and Ultraman with a machine built by the monitors to protect all of reality. Thought Robot Superman is a literal plot device. A literal plot device? Yeah. Okay. So that is, that's like, honestly, I mean. (laughs) That's all it says. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I won't bore, this this question actually has like six more answers, like six more top tens of the strongest that all like (laughs) don't agree with like this first guys. (laughs) That's uh, so awesome. I just thought the first, it's weird because a lot of them do mention this cosmic thought Superman being strong. I'm looking at it right now. This is on fandom or something. Cosmic armor Superman. Okay. Never heard of this. Yeah, but I mean, it's a, oh, it, kind of on fun. here it says a plot device. I think this guy just looked up uh, Wikipedia and wrote that in. Like the next guy, just to, I, I mean, those 13 seem torture enough for you, but like this other guy's top 10 goes Superman, the dark side, Injustice Gods Among Us, Kingdom Come, Bizarro Superman, Superman X, Superman Red Blue, Ultraman, who is that? That's from... Uh, yeah, Ultraman is the uh, Earth 3, the evil Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Superboy Prime, Silver Age Superman, and then Superman Prime 1 million is this his strongest. Okay. He gives like two, three paragraphs of why he's, a, he's the best. But then he also has like the PS, Cosmic Armor Superman Thought Robot. So it's like these, both these guys had that as like an afterthought. They should fight each other <laughs> in like an octagon. <laughs> octagon of the, who's the strongest. Over like whose list is better. I think the second guy gives better answers, but I didn't pick that one because they weren't as funny. Yeah. I was going for the yucks. You're going for the yucks. And like I said in the beginning of the show, I do it for the lulls. <laughs> Walt Ash Mitchell will hit us up and be like, oh, punching Hercules. Like, All right. <laughs> Not much of a joke That's in there. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's what you found funny from that old bit. Stamina infinite. Know. Range hyperversal. Is bigger than the entirety of the DC multiverse and can hold limbo in his palm. Intelligence night omniscient. I don't know what the hell that means. This is the uh, description of the thought robot cosmic armor Superman. Which is so weird. I never heard of this before. Okay. Well, see, there, I brought you something, yeah. something new. Now I'm going to have to go something find free. this Cosmic Armor Superman and read all about him. Yeah, you got all the DC uh, Universe app comics, it's got to be in there. <laughs> it's got to be there somewhere. 
Just start reading until you find it. <laughs> oh, here goes Miguel Cosio. Question, how how powerful is Cosmic Armor Superman? Cosmic Armor oh, Superman shit. is the strongest version of Superman to date. <laughs> to date? To when date. was that when was that written? What? When was that written? Two thousand seventeen. Oh, well, well a lot has happened in three years, two years. He was so powerful that he was bigger than a DC multiverse, like physically bigger? What does that mean? Yeah, I saw the picture of him. He's like holding the entire okay. like multiverse ah, in the palm okay. of his hand. He's also a living walking plot machine. What does that even mean? So in the story, is this? Did Grant Morrison create this? I don't know. <laughs> I have no. Idea. I know as much about it. As I only picked it because I was like, Mike knows a lot about Superman. Let's like he'll enjoy this. This was better than a you know top ten times Flash ran really fast. <laughs> so <laughs> top ten times it like what ten issues. <laughs> Top ten, yeah. To top ten times 10 Green Lantern charged his ring. Or like, top ten times Batman let somebody get away. <laughs> <laughs> somebody let Batman let somebody get away. So, that's so know. weird. Okay, that's what I that's what I brought to the table in lieu of that. a fourth issue, and in lieu of trying to push this to a two hour pod. Oh, we should have. If anybody's still listening, nah. <clears throat> Nobody. They turned off at that second when we started talking about the second list. <laughs> second, oh my god, more lists. You know, what? I think a lot of people probably tuned out during the trivia. <laughs> I don't think anybody found that as funny as we did. <laughs> I don't think so. Every question led into the other one and then rounded out with like sales questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, it's good times. All right. Oh, you want? Oh, I'm supposed to fucking segue into the news. Well, thanks, Dieter, for segueing into the news, but we ain't got any. So, that was kind oh, of a waste shit. of time. <laughs> just make everybody listen to that song for nothing. Just, just put that song in for no reason whatsoever. Pretty much. Because uh, I have, no I do news. have a game. Oh, shit. Well, then, there. That's what people have to get to, <laughs> to, get to the game. The well, game, if no someone would, would, would create a song for the game, we could, didn't, we could skip it for the news if there isn't any. Well, so. well, I asked our music producer to do something, but... No, no, he never did. All right, it's all good. I could ask him again, but I mean, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> should we be like putting adding new stuff into this? <laughs> should we be putting any more time into this? I don't. Well, know. I guess, and that, and like, well, well, look, we like we're talking about fewer books and like more inane conversations. So <laughs> where's this podcast even going? <laughs> I don't know. We got to pick four books next week, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the book is called The Clock. And I don't even have the writer of this book. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Really terrible. It usually helps me out a lot when I'm choosing. Oh, I know. I'm sure I'm sure you figured the whole thing out. The clock. <clears throat> the clock. You ready for this? I, I'm going to pick the time travel one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I should have thrown one in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn it. Anyway, let's go. Looking for... <laughs> It's hilarious. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any time travel ones in here. Because it because for that exact reason. <laughs> it's so obvious. Uh, anyway. Looking for a respite from his depression after the untimely death of his wife, a 25-year-old widower decides to move in, move with his infant daughter back into the Victorian home where he grew up. Fond childhood memories flood back upon hearing the chimes of the antique clock every hour, then every half hour, then every quarter hour. 
Within three weeks, this malfunction has a strange effect and as he now looks almost 40 and his daughter is a teenager. He must now race against the clock and reverse their premature aging, or his daughter will miss the prime years of her life. Or worse. Whoa. So, like, the clock makes you age faster because it's chiming and you're like, okay. Apparently. All right. Oh, well, I didn't write, I this, didn't write one. this one. I don't know. I can't, I can't answer I can't questions. answer any questions about this. I have no clue what this is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is all the information I'm giving, asshole. That's right. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. <laughs> Next. <clears throat> first contact with an alien species from the Andromeda Galaxy has been made by a NASA astronaut. The cryptographic code has been partially deciphered to determine that a ship will be arriving within three weeks. But after working day and night, a retired cryptographer and his daughter believe they have cracked the full message and determined it was intercepted between the mothership and homeworld, informing them the discovery of a planet worthy of colonization. It is now up to the two of them to convince the president they are on a race against the clock to prepare themselves for intergalactic war, or worse. That's just that ID4 movie. <laughs> Independence Day. That seems like it. Mm-hmm. Pretty close well, I mean, where like some I guess it's any, somebody uh, discovers a code of a movie. countdown to like for the next planet to be in half world where they go or, to terror uh, contact, right? Yeah, that's true. That one movie. No, that was all about math at the end. That movie was terrible. <laughs> the only universal language the, is math. Yeah. That's why we're all this in like a computer simulation. Exactly. Because like everything just li- like everything goes back to numbers and shit. Like you can like break everything down to numbers. Uh-huh. We're all just code. Oh, that's a crazy one. All right, number three. Okay. Within three weeks, hundreds of millions of healthy people worldwide contract various forms of aggressive cancer, and the proliferation, seemingly a viral outbreak, stumps the best scientific minds available. But after a leading cancer researcher loses his wife and watches his nine-year-old daughter begin to succumb to the same illness, he must race against the clock to end a global conspiracy that could propel the world straight into World War Three, or worse. What's worse than World War III? I don't know. World War Four. <laughs> I, I can't answer because I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well was, okay, you can answer. <laughs> have an opinion on what's worse than World War Three, regardless Damn. of whether you made it up or not. <laughs> but like, wouldn't World War Four be worse? Because like, not only would it be terrible world war, but like people that had problems with like, uh, you know, continuity and shit like that, were like, there is no three. How could we be on four? You just call it World War Four. Yeah, everybody like people would be even more distressed. So yeah, is it like stories? <laughs> the fourth one has to be. You can't call it World War Four unless it's worse than World War Three. It's like right. no, that wasn't World War Four. <laughs> only certain, okay. not as many people died. <laughs> it's not the Great War. <laughs> it's not the Great it's War. The, it's the OK War. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, all three of those are hard to pick. So you got the clock that's aging people too fast. You got the. What was the second one? The aliens coming down. Oh, the oh yeah, Independence Day. <laughs> or contact. Or contact, and then the third one was the cancer killing everybody. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna go with number three. You're going number three? Yeah. Are you sure? No. <laughs> well, you no, win. never. All three of these, I I did. Yes. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn it! I could, you're catching up. Pretty fast. <laughs> all honestly, that was just a wild guess, Mike. Was it? <laughs> uh, it was. I. It could have been all like the first one. 
I could totally see that one. I was kind of like, that's a, I didn't think, not to like take credit away from you, but I I don't think he'd be able to figure that out. Like to come up with a clock that makes people age faster. You think I could figure, I could think of that? Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Like, cause even when it was like, oh, it was just like chiming like more and more incessantly. Mm -hmm. Like it would just be like, it was driving him into, it was driving him mad. Yeah. Right, and that's what I was like, "Oh, Mike!" But like, it got more complex than that. I was like, "Oh, that could be an actual comic book." <laughs> and then I don't know that second one. <laughs> that was pretty lame. That, one. that was just like that Independence it Day was? movie. <laughs> it's like you had it going on in the background while you're. <laughs> 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 oh, that's amazing! But yeah, that one. I, so it was actually between one and three. Okay. And I just wanted what number. I don't know Man. why I picked All three. Right. Well, I, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> the fact so. that you didn't think I could <laughs> think of it, but you didn't choose that one either. That's confusing. No, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just picked your random number generator seems to pick three more than a, than not. Oh, really? Yeah. So now I seem to just go well, with three. This was actually roll a dice this time. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so it, I didn't use the random number generator. Well, I guess you did. Just an analog one. That's okay, but real random, right? Right. Use a twenty-sided die next time, and then like, <laughs> okay, do it in groups. Of, like, roll six times and take the average. <laughs> the funny part, I do think about that. Well, I should do that, but I think about it. I go, okay, I can roll it. I have to decide before I roll it if I'm gonna do the first group of three, right, or if it's gonna be divisible by three. Like, which one? I it want is. you to spend. I want you to spend more time <laughs> figuring out what place to put the fake one than you do writing all three, all the other two. Sometimes that does happen. You're like, oh, this number generator. <laughs> Should I make it number yeah. one? But the funny oh, part is that when I was writing this, I'm actually counting the number of lines of each one of them. I'm like, he's going to get it. Because this one, the first, this the, this one is the shortest one. And last time, you're like, well, yours are too verbose. And there's, you're, you're writing them too long. So I actually had to cut a line out. Oh, see, I'm getting, now I'm getting in your you're, head. You're getting in my head. Before you were getting in my head, now I'm getting in yours. <laughs> like with the time trial that like gets to me. But now you're like, oh, like. Hey, but no, seriously though. When I when I first saw the clock, I'm like, sweet, I can write time travel one. I go, shit, I can't because that's just gonna give it away. You'll just know right away. But, but then I was debating, do I write a time travel one because he's gonna think that's that is the real one because Mike's not gonna write a one after our conversation. So now I'm gonna get right. in your head for next time. Awesome. All right. Well, if there is a next time. If there is a next time. There will be a next time. But if there's if you're listening to a next time. <laughs> Why don't you come on back? Come on back. Sit down by the fire and uh, warm yourself up with nice tales of bullshit and comics, I guess. I don't know. But until then, uh, until next week, goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Dieter.